Welcome to the Feminine Frequency Podcast. I'm your host, Amy from Amy Natalie Co., spiritual teacher, mindset coach, and speaker. I'm here to remind you how to tap into your feminine frequency to elevate your relationships, attract more money, and feel confident in your body. Each week, I'll be sharing wisdom from guest experts and guided meditations, along with my favorite spiritual mindset techniques so that you can access abundance, love, and manifest a life that is in alignment with your soul's true desires. Let's do this, sister. Welcome back to the Feminine Frequency Podcast. I am grateful to have you here today. Thank you so much for pressing play. Today I have an incredible guest, Christy Whitman. She is a transformational leader and she channels a entity called the Council. So I'm going to share a little bit more about her shortly. And I first wanted to speak into the time that we're in right now. It feels like we're moving into this new phase or this next phase of the pandemic of things starting to open up and I just wanted to to remind you that nothing is ever permanent and I know that a lot of things can be scary when they first come into play or when you feel like you don't have control over it and I want you to think back to the beginning of this pandemic where people were fighting over toilet paper and um, you know stocking up and it is important to be aware of what's happening and I just want to remind you that nothing's permanent, everything's always changing, and in this interview with Christy, she really talks about understanding the laws of the universe, understanding the 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 blueprint or the the rules of the game of what actually is happening here and as you start to learn how to navigate your own energy your own thoughts your beliefs and start to work with the universe you'll start to see that any challenges that come your way anything that you feel blocked with you'll be able to move through that with a lot more grace and ease and that's really the power of this work of spirituality of emotional intelligence and I'm just grateful to be living in a time where I get to share this wisdom with you, where I get to be in these powerful conversations, and I'm constantly learning. So I'm going to introduce my guest, Christy, who is a transformational leader, celebrity coach, and New York Times bestselling author of The Art of Having It All. She has appeared on Today, The Morning Show, and her work has been featured in People Magazine, 17, Women's Day, Hollywood Life, and Teen Vogue, among others. Christy is the CEO and founder of the Quantum Success Learning Academy and Quantum Success Coaching Academy, a 12-month Law of Attraction coaching certification program. Christy has helped thousands of people worldwide to achieve their goals through her empowerment seminars, speeches, and coaching sessions and products. Christy's life-changing message reaches over 200,000 people a month, and her work has been promoted by and featured with with esteemed authors and luminaries such as Marianne Williamson, Dr. Wayne Dyer, and Marcy Shimnoff. So warm, warm welcome to Christy to the show, and you guys are going to want to listen to this episode multiple, multiple times. I promise you there's so much in here. I was trying to take notes and pay attention, and I'm going to go back and listen to this several times myself. And make sure to go to the show notes. She gave a lot of really great resources during this 
episode that you can continue learning deeper. And if you resonate with Christy's message, please make sure to follow up and continue learning with her. She has incredible books and resources for you. And just a reminder, as you are listening to this episode, I invite you to take a screenshot and share it on social media. You can tag me at Amy Natalie Co and hashtag Feminine Frequency Podcast to share this wisdom with more and more people. And I will see you on the other side of this episode. Hey, Christy, thanks so much for being here on the Feminine Frequency Podcast. I am really, really excited to see what opens up today in our conversation. Well, thank you for having me, Amy, and I love what you're doing. It's such an important uh, conversation to be having about the feminine energy and the divine feminine, and so I really appreciate that. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah, and I'm really excited to really open up the space today and talk about energy frequency, how we are creating our own realities, and also really diving into how to take your life to the next level, how to create your own version of success. So um, I'd love to hear just for starters of what are some of the, the challenges that you've overcome to get to where you're at and a little bit more about your background and your story. Well, yes, um, it hasn't always been a, you know, road paved with rainbows and lollipops and unicorns, that's for sure. So um, I was in my early 20s, and I was not aware of any of this information. And I was just so frustrated in my life, because I had a lot of the things that I set out to, you know, create, I got a degree, I went and moved to Chicago, I got a really good job, I was, you know, living in this great city of Chicago with my with my best friend. And um, I, I had a lot of fun because I was, you know, a restaurant, I was representing liquor and wine for a particular company to restaurants and bars and places like that. So I got to go to experience all these amazing restaurants and fun bars and, and things like that. And, you know, I had health in my body and I felt good about the way I looked and, and all of that, but I just felt so unfulfilled. And there was just such, such a calling in me that it was more like, is this all there is? And so that led me to really start seeking something different. And I, I met a, a guy that was from my company and we were doing like long distance uh, dating and he was living in California. And so I ended up switching locations from Chicago to California. And after I moved there um, for him and he, I had found out he was cheating on me and he was dating somebody on the side. And so we quickly broke up, but before we did, he introduced me to a hairstylist and cause I needed to get my haircut. So I went and got my haircut from this woman named Janine and she was so different than any other person I had ever met, I had ever seen. I, I, couldn't, I didn't have the language back then, but I was just so curious about her because she was so different. And so finally, being as blunt as I am, I said to her, I'm like, okay, what do you do? And she just started laughing because she knew exactly what I meant because now I can understand it as she had just great energy. She had this like almost effervescent joy that just came off of her. And she told me that she started, she, that she was doing a meditation of practice or practice of meditation. And I was like, I'm curious, because for me back then, meditation was like, okay, some guy sitting on a rock 
you know, in a, in a robe and like in a Yoda, Yodi position, Yogi position, you know, kind of doing weird stuff with his hands. And I'm like meditation. And this is 25 years ago. So she introduced me to her meditation teacher and I ended up getting in front of Melanie that next week, dialing literally as I was walking out the salon, dialing her phone number. And so I go to Melanie's house and it would be considered what we would consider woo-woo, right? It's like very, uh, lots of angel uh, statues and crystals everywhere. And it just was not what I was used to. And so she had us kind of sit on the floor. And the first thing that she said to me literally changed my life. And she said, you create your own reality. And when she said that to me, I knew that to be true. There was something that just like awoke in me. And I, and I knew that to be true, even though I'd never heard of that before. It wasn't, we didn't have the internet back then. There wasn't all these books back then. The secret wasn't out back then. You know, the, these kind of books that talked about it were deep, deep, deep in a bookstore where, you know, typically people would not find them unless you knew to go look for them. And so when she said that to me, I, 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 I knew it to be true, but then my logical mind kicked in and went, well, how? And she then started saying that, well, you're either repelling things from you or attracting things to you by your thoughts. And then again, I settled into that and I'm like, yes, that's true. How do I know this? There was like a level within me that just knew that to be true. But then the other part of me, that logical part of me kicked in again and went, well, how? And she said, well, you need to choose your thoughts. And at that moment when she said that to me, I thought, well, I know I can like change my mind. Like if I don't want to go here, I do want to go here, but my thoughts are my thoughts. And when she started explaining to me that, no, your thoughts are not necessarily real or true. They're just automatic of what you're thinking. And because I wasn't deliberately choosing my thoughts and I wasn't even aware that we could, I, I was blown away by this. So she said, do me a favor this week, We'll set up another session this week, go home, just pay attention to your thoughts. And so I was paying attention to my thoughts for the first time ever in my life. And I couldn't believe how negative I was. I was constantly criticizing myself, condemning myself, comparing and competing with everyone and everything. I was judging myself, judging others, judging God. You know, I was just, I, I was internally, it was not a very good, happy place. And I really had to start shifting those thoughts because they were just, I mean, it felt horrible to be inside. So no wonder while I was in Chicago, I had all these great things, money in the bank, best friend I'm living with in the you know, great city. I'm living in Wrigleyville. I've got this great job and I still wasn't happy. If we were constantly beating ourselves up or we're looking for what's bad and wrong in our lives, we're not going to be happy. And so I started shifting my thoughts and thank God I started learning this information and started doing my own practice of meditation because one of the questions that you did ask me is what are some of the things that I've got gone through that I've overcome as a result of knowing what I know. So about a year into me really getting into my conscious spiritual practice, my sister had committed suicide. And it's, we're going on now 24 years this month. And that was probably one of the most horrific things I personally have ever gone through. And at the same time, I was able to approach it from the universal law perspective and from a spiritual perspective. 
And because I was, I had decided that I was not going to allow what she did ruin my life and that I was going to do whatever I needed to do to process my anger and my frustration or my sadness, that became a, a really an important time for me in my own personal journey. And, you know, I've had other things like I've gotten really into debt, like $120,000 in debt. I went through a divorce. I was asked by the company that I was working for, where I was the number one rep in my district to resign. I um, had my two-month-old son um, that had to get rushed to the hospital because he had to have open heart surgery and he was in the hospital for a month. I mean, there, there's been many different things that have happened, but all along the way, I've, I've overcome them and actually created something better and new and different because I had this information about how to apply energy and how to work with my energy, how to work with my emotions, really how to master my energy. And it's been a, a learning, it's been an involvement, and I'm still a student of it, you know, and I'll continue to learn and grow as I expand. But all of those points in my, my life, especially my adult life, have really turned out better than I could have imagined because I knew this information. Mm -hmm. Thank you for sharing the depth of your story. And I mean, briefly sharing about some of the challenges from what I'm hearing, it feels like there were certain sign posts along the way, including like your hairdresser and just things that were set up before your sister committed suicide that like prepared you for these challenges that you went through. And I really wanted to ask about the challenges because you have a lot of success and you've created, you know, a, a, you're making a huge impact. And I want to show people and want people to know that the road to that doesn't just look like the front cover on a New York Times bestseller and that, it, <laughs> that, that there are these deep, deep challenges. And I actually feel like those challenges really shape us and allow us to live a richer, more fulfilling life because we've, we've moved through them. So I would love to hear a little bit more about, you shared that when uh, after your your sister passed that you used the universal laws and started to use understanding how to manage your energy and your thoughts and emotions. So I think the universal laws is something that gets hidden and a lot of people don't really know about them. Can you share a little bit more about just even what they are and and how one can use them in their life? Yeah. So before, before we get into that, and I love that question, you're right. It, it is a, before we take our spiritual journey here on planet earth from what the council has shared with me, it's like we prepare ourselves for, for the journey. It's kind of like if you were going to go on a backpacking trip for a year or six months, you plan ahead of what you're going to need. Maybe it's winter right now or it's summer right now. And then four months from now, it's going to be winter. So right now you don't need a coat and boots and all the other things, but you would mail that ahead to a place that you know that you would meet up with yourself at. And so you'd have a proper shoes and clothes and maybe some snacks and things that you'll need along the way. And when it is like that for a spiritual journey, we get these like spiritual breadcrumbs, these light breadcrumbs. And, you know, it would be really easy for me to just kind of notice Janine and go, wow, you know, but not to ask and not to follow that instinct. And, and then she could have easily given me the phone number of, you know, Melanie, and that would have been, that was another little spiritual breadcrumb. And I could have just taken it and thrown it away or not even asked for it or made an appointment and canceled it. I mean, these are things that 
we have to follow the light. And when we follow the light, that leads us to where we go. And thank God I had that and I had been practicing it when my sister had passed because um, had I not, I don't know that I would be the same person that I am today or ended up like my sister because that could have been a possibility too. So um, to answer your, your question is I really had to understand that I could feel and have my emotions around what happened to my sister and her choosing, but I couldn't change it and nor would I ever know the answer. It wasn't like she left a note. We didn't, nobody got an explanation. So for me to obsess about why did she do it? That was actually my second book that I wrote. Why, why did she choose suicide? And having that question of why did she do that, that would be a question I would never have answered. And it would be something that I would then obsess over. And because I knew obviously that what I focus on will become my reality, the words that I speak, the thoughts that I think, that's where my focus gets. And if I'm focused on, God, why did she, why did she do that? What could I have done differently? How could I have been you know, how could I have stopped or prevented or any of those things, excuse me, <clears throat> then it, it, uh, it wouldn't lead me to where I wanted to go. And so my questions to myself began, how can I heal from this? How can I process the, the anger that I'm feeling towards her or the sadness that I don't have her around or the fact that I feel like I miss her or, you know, it's, it's the anger that I feel of, of how my mom and dad were affected by it. And so I gave myself permission in the moment as my emotions were arising to feel them. I remember the first Christmas that it happened, and that was always like our, our time to be together. Uh, there was an ornament that heard her name on it from when we were kids. I don't, back in the day, we used to have these like brass um, ornaments, and they would engrave our, our names with the date on them. And so I saw this angel that I was pulling out the ornaments. There was this angel and it said Terry on it and it had the, the year 1977. And I just saw this and just lost it. And I just let myself go into my room, even though I was in the middle of decorating Christmas tree and I just stopped and I just cried and I let myself feel every single tear that needed to come out and let myself feel every level of sadness that I wasn't going to be spending Christmas with her this year. And so I, I really allowed myself to just process that and cry and cry and cry until I felt like, okay, there's no more tears to cry here. I'm fully, bit, I'm fully accepting of this emotion. I'm fully with it and present with it. Now I feel like I'm done and I can go back and continue decorating the Christmas tree. And so that became for me um, a tradition now at Christmas that I take that ornament and that's the last ornament I always put on my Christmas tree in remembrance of an honoring of my sister. And so that angel, I have that, you know, and I've kept it with me all these years and, and will continue to do that because it helps me feel a connection with her. But that's just one example. I mean, I, I might have talked to my mom and she's crying or, you know, she's upset. And then I feel this sense of anger, like, how could you do this to her? And I would just like feel all that anger in my belly and just let myself feel that. And a couple of times I've had to, you know, punch pillows and just to be able to get that anger out. Cause I was so mad at her for what, you know, how it was affecting my mom and my dad. 
So each time along the way, I just would allow myself to feel the emotions and express it as they were coming up. Mm -hmm. That's so beautiful that the ornament was an angel. Like what a beautiful (laughs) representation. And I love that ritual or tradition that you have every year. So um, sounds like a really challenging time that you moved through. And what I'm hearing is that the empowerment of instead of giving your power away to the situation is like, how can I move through this? How can I allow myself to feel and really take your thoughts in a way that's going to help move you forward? And I'm curious to know from you, because you talk a lot about energy, how does allowing yourself to like fully process your emotions and like really feel your emotions, how does that impact one's energy? Well, we have to understand that we are energy receivers. There, there's three things that we do as human beings. We are always in the receiving mode of energy. We cannot not be in the receiving mode. Our cells have, trillions of cells have receptor sites. And all of those receptor sites need to receive in energy. Just like our human bodies need to receive in liquid and food, we, we receive in energy. So if we're not deliberately putting ourselves into a place of bringing in positive energy, a lot of us are being influenced by negativity, by mass consciousness, by you know family imprinting. We're receiving that energy in. And then we are also energy containers. We need to hold that energy. And then we're also energy transmitters. So what happens when we are feeling an emotion and we are suppressing the emotion, energy doesn't get destroyed. It doesn't stop. It doesn't like, you know, if we, if we have anger, we're not feeling it. It's not like the, the anger just goes away. If we don't process it, it stays inside of our body and it starts to create, create havoc. That's why they've linked cancer to, you know, unrepressed, um, repressed anger and unprocessed anger. And there more and more studies now are coming out where they're linking some kind of a disease state with some kind of a, a repressed emotion. And so what happens with energy is that say something happens where you get blindsided. I like to call it a bushwhack, right? You get feel this feeling of a bushwhack. Someone says something to you that's rude, or all of a sudden you get news that we're in quarantine, or you know, there's no toilet paper to buy, or you know, whatever happens in our world, right? You get your heart broken. And those moments of either fear or uh, frustration or worry or doubt or anger, or any of those emotions, if we collapse down around it and are constricting and close down our hearts, that energy is still in our body. It's still vibrating. It's like a caged animal. So it's, you can imagine like a, a lion at the, at the zoo that just goes around and around and around in its cage. It's like that for energy because it needs to keep moving and it needs to keep processing. And so what that does is it creates an energy vortex in us. And what it does is it sets up thoughts that then create the thoughts, create a belief that we see evidence of that belief. And then we start living from that imprint. So it could be that the thought of I'm not safe or men can't be trusted, or money is hard to come by, or no matter what I do, I can't get my body better, or I can't seem to get the success that I want, or whatever it is. And then when that becomes a belief, that's when we really see evidence of it in our, in our reality. 
So to answer your question, energy inside of our body is important to process because a lot of people that are just understanding about law of attraction, they're like, oh, don't feel the emotion because then you're focused there and then you're going to attract from that place. Well, you're attracting from that place anyways because this is a vibrational universe. Someone could think, oh, I'm just going to think positive and think positive thoughts. But if they're seething inside with anger, the emo the dominant vibration you're giving out is of the anger and not of the positive thoughts. And so it makes sense to be one with the energy. It actually only takes about 90 seconds to process out the energy of an emotion. Mm -hmm. And when you just are with yourself and process that energy, it releases. And then once again, you can connect with the energy that you want to joy, abundance, success, it's all there for us for the asking to connect with and to resonate with. Mm -hmm. So emotions can only live in the body or the frequency of them can only live in the body for 90 seconds, you're saying? If you are with them and process them. Yeah. Other, yeah. Otherwise they get blocked and then they create havoc. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Wow. I love that whole framework of how you explained us at, explained us as energy containers and transmitters. And I think that the depth of understanding instead of like you said the surface level of law of attraction um, but going deeper into that and understanding that we have to actually move through and process these emotions and people are afraid to do that they're they're afraid that if they go there then they won't come back so depression um, they're afraid that if they get angry they're going to ruin their life or going to ruin their relationships so for people who are afraid to process their emotions or to allow themselves to go there, do you have any suggestions on where they can start to allow themselves to start to move these emotions through them? Yeah, I mean, I, I get that because I was there too. I was always told, don't, you know, don't feel this, can't feel that. But what we have to understand is that when we suppress any of the emotions, what we deem as negative emotions we're also putting a lid on all the positive emotions. So if we're not feeling the fullness of these emotions, which are communication to us from us, if we're not feeling them, we can't feel that level of connection and love and joy and appreciation that really makes our lives amazing. And so, you know, find someone that that's what I do, obviously, that I help create a safe space and do meditations and energy healings and things like that to help people really get in and understand the process of their emotions. Because for me, when I was a young adult, I, I would suppress my anger, suppress my anger, and then I would rage. I became like the, the incredible Hulk, you know? And, and then I was so afraid of myself because you're right. It was like, oh my God, look at the way she's acting. And I'm so grateful that I was able to clear out all those imprints of anger, all the places I suppressed it. Because now if someone crosses a boundary, I'll get this feeling of like, what the heck? You know, like I feel the anger, but it's never at that level where it used to be in that intensification because you figure if it's not processed, it gets more intense and more intense and more intense and it continues. So it's like anything can just touch it. And there's this raw, right. Or make us more sad or make us more fearful because it's, it's like it's building, it's building, it's building. And as you start to just start really being with it, that's what I had to do many times, just you know, releasing the imprints of the anger to then be free and clear of it, where now I'm living my life in a flow of joy. 
if someone says something or crosses a boundary or something, I can feel that whoosh of anger, process it, gain what I need to. I need to create a boundary around that because that's not okay. I'm not getting what I want here. So what do I need to do to shift so that I am getting what I want? And that way I just don't have to go into the Hulk mode anymore because it's not something I'm repressing. But you're right. A lot of people are afraid of that. And I will say this, one of the things that the council talks about is that depression and anxiety, those are not emotions. Depression is a suppression of sadness. And when someone is feeling sad and they're not processing their emotions, they begin to feel depressed. And then what do we do? We go to a doctor. The doctor says, well, here, let me give you a pill. And so the underlying cause of the depression, you know, I, I know some people that have gone on antidepressants because uh, depressant medication, and I used to be a pharmaceutical rep and I used to sell anti-anxiety and antidepressants and all that. Um, so I understand the mechanics of it. Plus my sister was on it and the whole thing, I've got a long history of it, but I've had people that wanted me to get on antidepressants when my sister passed. And I was like, no, I'm grieving. I have to feel my emotions. I'm not just going to take a pill so I don't have to feel myself. And there are people that do that. And, and that's fine if that's what gets them through the day. However, there's a better way to do it so you can live a fuller life so that you're releasing the energy of the sadness because it's not our natural way of life to feel sad all the time. It's our, our natural way is to feel joy and to feel abundant and successful and, and be in total well-being and to feel good and thrive. So when we're suppressing the sadness, it leads to depression. And on the other side of the spectrum, when we're feeling anxiety, anxiety is not an emotion either. It's an over-amplification of an emotion that hasn't been expressed like a fear, like worry. And if we're, if that is, you know, kind of like that anger leads to rage, rah, right? It's that suppression of a fear that then help makes us become feeling anxious. And instead of going and taking an anti-anxiety medication, deal with what's underneath the anxiety, which is typically fear. And where the fear comes from is from lack, from a perspective of lack. And so this is a good time to bring in the conversation. One of my favorite laws that I think everybody needs to know about, it's not law of attraction because law of attraction is just giving us what we're, what we're sending out. It's a law of sufficiency and abundance. Because on one side of the spectrum, you've got lack. On the other side of the spectrum, you have abundance. And here's the thing. Most human beings are raised in some kind of perspective of lack, limitation, not enoughness, separation consciousness, um, you know, just survive consciousness, competition, you know, look for what's wrong and bad, you know, that type of thing fight to get your share because there's not enough, you're not enough, there's not enough love to go around, there's not enough good men, there's a lot of not enoughness. And we're so mired in that. And that is so far from the truth of who we really are and who is breathing us, which is our divine self, which our divine design is to have health and well-being, which is unlimited, to have abundance in all aspects, including financial, which is unlimited, to have creative self-expression that leads to success, which again, there's no limits on that, and to have all of our relationships being loving and supportive, not just one, all of them. And when we're in lack, when our perspective is on lack, when our thoughts are on lack, we feel bad. Lack just feels bad. Abundance feels good. 
And the tipping point between that spectrum, that tipping point that leads us into feeling good or leads us into being in abundance is satisfaction. Is coming from the place that right here, right now, this is enough. I'm satisfied. I can look for the positive aspects about this situation. Think about what we're go all going through globally with COVID, right? We are in a universal situation, but every single human being is having a very different experience of this time. And it's really where you're putting your focus. If you're in a place of, this is awesome. I love being home with my kids and I love watching movies and I love, you know, doing what I'm doing. You're in a place of feeling good. If you're in a place that, you know, it's not going to last forever. This is good for now and, and it is what it is. And, and I've got food and I've got toilet paper and I've got, you know, whatever I need <laughs> for this moment. Right? Yeah. Or you, or you could be in the place of, oh my God, the sky is falling. We better go hoard toilet paper. Right? So it's, it's a very different experience just in one scenario that's happening. And that's how we navigate our lives. I'm so glad that you brought the conversation about scarcity and abundance to this conversation. And I'm sure I'm not the only one. I'm sure the listeners are just like, I'm, my energy is like sucked into the vortex of what you're sharing because it, it's truth. It feels so true to me and it feels like the laws of the universe are the, the real truth versus what we've been taught our whole lives. So I think it's such a beautiful framework that people can, can go deeper in, deeper than just the law of attraction, um, which has its own value as well. But these other laws around, I think, scarcity and abundance and this idea of not enoughness, I know that every single person has felt that way in, in some point in their life. And yeah, I've been, uh, during this time, I created a, a four-week course specifically. It's called Create a Miracle Mindset. And it was a group, small group program and the women in this course like they've been attracting money they've been attracting men and like they're looking at all the signs and the synchronicities and what their experience was wow like this was so light and fun and easy and joyful and yes of course they still had the same um the same limitations that everyone else had staying at home, but their mindset and their energy field was looking for the miracles that were already around them. So I, this, this plays in, in any challenging situation, especially right now when people feel like they're out of control. I think that's the biggest thing that people feel right now is like, I don't actually have control. Yes. Yeah. And I do want to just dive in and speak to the one thing that really, really stood out about processing emotions was that when you don't allow yourself to process the emotions, it also puts a cap on when you don't allow yourself to feel the the deeper emotions, it also doesn't allow you to feel the joy and the bliss and the love, the capacity that you can have. And for me and my journey with depression, that was for so long, like you said, when I started to look at what my thoughts were and I was like, wow, I'm really not very nice to myself and I'm very judgmental and I'm living in this place of shame and guilt and feeling like yes. feeling not enough, all of that. And when you think about the energy that that puts out, like you said, and then suppressing that sadness, it really did block me from the, the joy that I'm able to experience now. So I really love that understanding and, and for people who are afraid to go to the depths is knowing that when you allow yourself to go there in a safe space with someone who can support you, especially if you're first getting started on this, this deeper journey is 
it opens up the key to everything that you actually want and everything that you're striving towards. So um, super powerful teachings. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. It's, it's, I'm so grateful that I know this because now something that could have knocked me out for a month or a week or, you know, that I would have just churned in my head or not processed. Now, I mean, I'm finding myself having something from stimulus to response to moving on within a 20 minute window literally like having some kind of contrast that comes up and we're always going to have some type of contrast because we're, when you think about who we are, we're on a spinning planet or with, I mean, a variety of different energies, lots of different people, lots of different experiences. When you can be first and foremost in connection with your own energy and the life that breathes you and know that that source that's never not with you is the one that brings in the energy and that all energy creates form and that the source of the energy is right there and that you get to be the chooser of what kind of energy. So you wake up in the morning and go, today I want to feel free and just allow yourself to feel that freedom, right? If, if there is a contrasting thing that comes that's not in alignment with the freedom, you can look at it, gather what you need to from it and then go, okay, what do I want? Why do I want that? And how do I want to feel? I want to feel back into freedom, right? Before, before all this happened, I'll just give you a quick example of how quick this can be. Um, I was, I, and I'm so appreciating nail salons and pedicures, and I'm so looking forward to getting one. Um, I think that's the biggest thing for me is like, oh, I'm so gonna, I'm so gonna enjoy a spa. Um, when I was going to get my nails done this one day, there was a woman that was kind of backing out and there was a woman that was waiting for her to back out. And so we were kind of like next to each other in the car. And um, I just pointed that I was going to go over and park my car. And I just was just letting her know because she kind of looked at me like, why are you just standing there in my, your car? And I'm just like pointing like I'm going over there. She freaked out. She's like, ah! she started yelling at me through the car windows. And I'm like going, it's okay. I'm just letting you know I'm going right there, right? Because I couldn't go there because her car was blocked. I'm like, I'm not in any rush. I'm not, but this energy came at me like a taser gun. I was like, you know, I was in this like amazing high vibrational place. I'm going to go get a manicure. And it was like, and so I had to sit in my car and cause there would have been a part of me that was like, how rude, what's her problem? You know, what it went there. And when I, if you, we do that, then we allow that energy to get inside of us and to then create the mood of God, people are so rude or, you know, all the things that we could say about it. And I had to just in that moment, in that conscious place, just go, uh-uh, I am I, not going to allow that lady to influence my energy. I'm going to stay here. And so I would just feel that sense of peace come over me and that sense of I'm in joy. I'm allowing all of my receptor sites in my body just be filled with that. And then I'm going in to get my nails done. I've got my hands in the water, right? And then all of a sudden the thought of her and what happened again came. And I, once again, that would have been an opportunity for me to just get, create momentum down that thought, that feeling. And I just went, no, mm -mm, she's not worth it. That's not worth it. That's not where I'm choosing to put my energy today. I'm going to receive back more energy and joy. And, and then I, now it's like it, the energy was released. Now I can talk about it and not feel like, Oh my God, that one, you know, but in that moment when it happened, it's like, what's her problem, <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. And we, we have that ability, no matter what we have as contrast that shows up, 
to take it for what it is and go, gosh, I don't want to act like that. I don't want to be like that. I don't want to be around people like that. I want to be in the space of joy and reclaim what it is that we're wanting to experience without making someone else wrong or bad and without putting ourselves in the energetic vibration of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great example. I love real world world examples. Sometimes when we get into the esoteric and and the 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 language around spirituality, we forget. Oh wait, how does this actually apply in someone's daily life? So that was a really awesome example. And yeah, the triggers like when it comes up, it comes up really quickly, and then it's the choice when you learn how to master your energy. So for someone who's just getting started learning how to be an energy master of their own energy, what what would you say is the first thing that would be most important for them to start to pay attention to? I would say their words. People ask me this question all the time because it is very esoteric and it's, we're talking about a complex system. I mean, we as human beings are complex human beings and our energy, the fact that our mind and our energy of our emotions are intertwined and it's like what comes first, the chicken or the egg and the, you know, there's so much. And then you've got universal laws on top of it. So how do you start is by watching your words. Words have creative power. It even says in the Bible, in the beginning, there was the word. Words create sentences, sentences, thoughts, you know, create our beliefs. Our beliefs create our reality. Everything starts with the word. And when you think about it, what we say has an effect on our energy system. I saw a post from Kim Kardashian on Instagram that said, I miss my sisters. And she posted a picture with her and her sisters. And it's like, when you're saying, I miss something, it's putting you in lack because you're saying, I now don't have it. And now you're feeling bad. But there's a way to convey the same thing, but from a very different energetic level. Instead of saying, oh God, I miss this, right? It's saying, I really appreciate my sisters. I really appreciate getting a pedicure. I really appreciate watching my kids play soccer. I so appreciate going to dinner on a date with my husband. And even though I'm not able to do that right now, oh my gosh, I am so looking forward to having that date night with him, right? Or like Kim could have said, I'm so looking forward to the next time I get to be with my sisters. The energy of that is so subtle that it makes a huge difference because it all thought creates emotions and it takes us down a train of momentum. So if she's in the place of, I miss my sisters, what else is she then focused on she's missing? And then she's going to be downward, downward, downward spiral, right? And so it's really important for us to watch our words for our energy field, for our future creations, for our experience in the now. And so I actually created a program called Watch Your Words. It's free for everybody. You could go to watchyourwords.com. It's a 30-day video series. And every single day, you get a very short video, sometimes with like two minutes. I don't think no more than four minutes. And it tells you the word or the phrase of the day that you absolutely want to take out of your vocabulary and why, what it's doing to your energy field, and then what to switch it to instead, just like we just talked about. You don't want to say, I miss that, and I miss that. And yes, it's true. We get that, right? We, of course you miss it. We, you like it. But if you're saying, I miss this, instead of, oh, God, I'm so, I'm so looking forward to this. I really appreciate this. Totally different vibration. And there are 30 of them. So everybody could go watchyourwords.com and enjoy that because it'll really make a difference. 
Thank you. Thank you for creating such a resource for people. And I'm definitely going to include that in the show notes. Thank you for sharing that with the listeners. And um, yeah, I mean, just to use your example of you at the nail salon, you could have easily picked up the phone after you went to the nail salon and told everyone about, you know, been start gossiping and be like, oh my God, did you see this crazy lady? She, she did this and this and this. And then you're carrying that energy with you. And then even projecting it or sharing that with other people who weren't even there. And I think that, you know, gossip or judgment or whatever, like our words are so powerful both for ourselves and then also how we interact with other people and what we're putting out into the collective energy. So, um, yeah, I, I wanted to use that example too, because you could totally have, have spent, and then you're spending more time and energy and giving your power away even more, right? That's where my focus is. And then that's what I'm going to continue to get back. I'm going to get more, you know, the, the nail lady would have probably been rude, you know, like, or I would have went and got a tea later and she probably would have been rude or, you know, it just continues on. It's all based on attraction. And it really is when we understand that everything really is energy. I mean, everything. Modern science has proven that, quantum physics has proven it, everything is energy, including us, including thoughts, words, emotions, what we do, what we say, all of it is energy, and that we live in a vibrational universe. And here's the thing, we're the ones that have free will and choice of where we put our focus. And so us and us alone are the ones that create our reality. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Yeah. And if people want to keep learning from you, because this is such deep wisdom and I so appreciate you sharing and channeling everything through um, and being an open channel for that, right? Um, where can they keep learning from you? Are there any one of your books that you recommend and how, they, how can they keep following you? Um, yeah, I've got many books. I just, I'm on my seventh book right now that I just turned into my publisher, but um, there's Quantum Success that really dives into work and money as it relates to the seven essential laws. Um, the Art of Having It All is an amazing um, book. It's a very short read, but it, it's, it's really good in understanding the universal laws. I also have my main website, which is christywhitman.com. And any way you spell my name, it's going to get you there but um, there's seven essential law videos so that each video you'll learn more intricacies and why those laws are important and what we need to know about them. Because think about it, we, we all know there's the law of gravity. We don't have to think about it every day, but it makes sense to know that, you know, if you're at the side of a building or a side of a mountain, you need to be careful because if you go beyond it, you're going to drop <laughs> and there's going to be an issue, right? So it just makes sense. None of us have to sit there and, and think, oh, I got to think about gravity right now in order for our bodies to be in the chair. I mean, it's not like we don't think about it and are we fly off into outer space. <laughs> it's still working whether we're thinking about it or not, right? <laughs> so, so is the universal laws. And it just makes sense. For me, I always equate it to, it's like knowing the rules of the game. I mean, if you were like an alien and you came to planet earth and someone says, we're going to play baseball and you're like, okay. And then they hand you this bat and then they say, okay, that person is going to throw you the ball and you have to hit it with the bat. And then you hit it and they're like, run, you're not going to know where to run. Do I go there or there? So you run to third base and now you're out, right? It just makes sense before you start playing a game. And all of us like need to know this information that is, I mean, it's kind of a central piece of the board game. It's like getting a board game and go, not having any instructions. Like, okay, what am I supposed to do with this now? Right. It's like, so these are the rules of the game. These are the, 
kind of plans for the building the house or the recipe for the cake. I mean, it, you know, it's like the, the GPS on our phones. We know how to get from where we need to go because we have the phones or have a map. And this really, for me, has been the thing that absolutely changed my life. And I know in the 20 years that I've been a coach and been helping people, they all feel the same way too. It's like, oh my God, now I get it. I finally get it. Yeah. Rules of the game. So if you guys want to learn the rules of the game, the rules of the universe, and if you want to learn how to watch your words and to really become a master of your energy, I highly recommend that you pick up one of Christy's books, that you go to her website, so many amazing resources. So thanks again for being here with me today, Christy. Thank you so much, Amy. And thank you for all that you're doing to help people find their light and uh, have a better experience of life. Thank you. All right, and that's a wrap for our episode today. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend and head on over to iTunes to leave a five-star rating and a review. When you subscribe to this podcast, you will get notified every time a new episode is available. I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Have a beautiful day.